Hello, hello. Welcome to the second episode of the Embodied Wealth podcast. And if you listen to the intro and the episode prior to this, you know that we're doing a Kundalini Yoga series. So we have another Kundalini Yoga human today. So if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Namsan Devi um, and I'm um, French and Brazilian and I live in Paris. Fantastic. So um, I'm going to start off with what was your life prior to kundalini yoga so what kind of human were you prior to kundalini yoga um so i was um i was i mean as a profession i mean as a, as a professional i've been working in fashion for the past 20 years um working uh, in different aspects of fashion uh, studying actually through internship in the creation department but then quickly going into retail uh, and then wholesale and work as a um, commercial director for in within the luxuries um, in Paris and um, so it's been quite um, different from uh, from the kundalini scene my parents got separated uh, when i was quite young when i was five and uh, i grew up mostly with my mom and my stepdad and within that um to, that circle i was uh, brought up within a lot of alternative medicine and holistic approach and uh, energetical approach um so it's been always there but it's just like somehow in the background and not so much acknowledged and um and then when i when i encounter kundalini it was really like going home you know it was like hitting the you know like oh oh i oh this is nice here i feel at my place this is like this i belong here oh that's cool <laughs> this is how it felt hmm. and then of course at first when I started I was still working in my corporate job so it was really funny on how I integrated it and even when I started my teacher training I was still working in a corporate job and um, which is cool because I, I kind of brought this a little bit within my teams that I was uh, managing and uh, implementing like uh, instead of having 15 minutes coffee break, if we are having like at least once a week, once a day, a 15 minutes meditation, which was optional, of course, it was not, it was not, it was mandatory. not, it was not mandatory, but it was <laughs> I, at the end that we're doing it all. Um, and uh, it was cool. We were getting on our chair in circle in our office and then, okay, let's meditate. And we're doing like a magnificent mantra. Oh, <laughs> so it was really cool so you're integrating the practices while you're still sort of um moving through your your corporate job and <laughs> i find um i love how Hadi Jeevan and guru jagat talk about how it's something that you add to your life exactly exactly and i think it's really the entry because uh even today even if um um part of my job is to teach kundalini yoga i also see it as a tool and something integrated within like uh, the big plan of life and and even though i changed somehow career i went from fashion corporation to wellness uh, business 
um, it's more, it's still, it's still some, it's still, it's still something that you need to add um, and to maintain because independent of becoming a Kundalini teacher, you keep being a practitioner all your life. And I think that's the key also. It's not, you never get there. It's always like a, a path, you know, that yeah. you walk. What would be your, what was like your favorite meditation when you started? Um, one of my favorite practice, uh, even, I mean, I hated it, but I loved it. At the same <laughs> time, I had like a, a hate-love relationship with Satkriya. At first, I was like, who invented the hell position with <laughs> and um and now i mean it's really i mean and and even but before i i mean it's still like the effect that you get out of it is like mm -hmm. amazing and it's one of my go-to practice and um and and we were discussing this previously but uh right now i'm i'm on this uh i'm on this practice morning practice where i do it 31 minutes every day and um i really like it uh, it's one of my favorite. It's super simple. I like like precise, simple, effective kriyas because, as I was saying, being in a corporate job, I was having extended hours, traveling around all around the world and everything. So, found it very efficient. And sat kriya is a meditation that if you do every day, you can eat whatever you want. You can <laughs> relax on you know, and say, "Oh no, I can't have this donut," and uh, and you can just relax <laughs> about that and that kind of pressure. And we're going to come and vibrate the mantra Sat Nam. Sat means the truth, and Nam the identity. So it's really about connecting to your essence. And when you're going to pronounce Sat, you know you're going to strongly pull in your navel. And when you're going to pronounce Nam, you're going to relax completely your navel. So this is how, what it's going to sound like. Um, so you get into the position and then inhale, exhale, and Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam. And you keep going. So at the beginning, you can you can start with three minutes. Even if you do it three minutes a day, you will see a difference. And then you can increase to five and seven, and then maybe 11, and then maybe 15, and then maybe 22 minutes, and then you go to 31. <laughs> Amazing. I've been doing um, Sat Kriya probably for the last six months or so. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely notice um, a difference in confidence, stability, just overall energy and digestion. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's great if you if you're feeling a little bit blue, you know, and um, and and I don't know where the audience is living. Um, uh, and I guess there is people from a little bit of everywhere. But right now we're in this uh, situation where depending on where you live, you might be in lockdown. Things could not be so easy. I mean, we're, we are living through times that we were not used to, at least. Uh, and even our parents, I mean, we're facing things that we are specifically not used to. Um, and... Um, and also, this is a very, it's a very anti-depressing anti practice. 
So as you were commenting, um, Maria, that you've been experienced, overall, you get a level of energy of, um, because as you come and you stimulate the navel point, which is uh, around your third chakra, um, connected to your projective mind and also to the capacity of, um, of your third chakra, which is linked to action and the capacity of like transforming the energy, your creative energy into, you know, bringing it up and towards the expression of it, towards your fifth chakra. So um, it's a very powerful practice and very efficient. I mean, you don't need to do like um, half an hour to see, to see the difference the addition that it brings to your life. Um, have you, um, I'm, I'm assuming obviously yes, but do you have a relationship with the intelligence meditation? Yeah, I love it. Um, I really love it. It really develop, develops like your self-sensory system. So I feel that you, it makes you read, read more subtle message um and um, because for me one of my definition of intelligence always has been the capacity of bring things together of like relate uh one one subject to another that might not seems to for me it's like this is intelligence intelligence is not knowledge it's different um and intelligence is the capacity of like bring things to like the Relier, uh, we say in French, but um, which is connect, yes, to connect things together. So I definitely feel that this meditation gives you like the neuron velocity to connect things faster. Yeah, I definitely agree with with that version, especially if you are an active, like creative. Um, in your life, you're able to sort of solve those problems and create such beauty. Yeah, exactly. I one of it's it's funny that you say that because one of the thing it's and, and that you mentioned creativity like that because it's also a way that I like I like to 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 talk about it a lot in this way. Um, one of the things that uh, I I I really mm, was uh, connected to um, in my previous job. And somehow, I mean, I, at the time I didn't know Kundalini or anything, but I always was uh, defined as a solution finder. And you know, even when I was interviewing and everything it's like, oh, what's your main assets? And it's that I was always trying able to find solution to issues and problems. And it makes me realize that um, I mean, after that, when I discovered Kundalini and the sutras uh, of the Aquarian age, um, one of my favorite sutra remains, there is a way through every block. Um, and, um, and I definitely think that creativity helps you find that way through the every blocks. And, and it's uh, the capacity of creating, finding path uh, just like the water, you know, in the mountains or whatever, ha however big the mountain is, the water will always find, will, it always will find its way through. Mm, yes. I guess that kind of bleeds into like, is that sort of your favorite teaching? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is definitely. Mm. Um, I think also it's a very hopeful teaching. 
and it helps you relax into things like, okay, I'm facing this huge mountain. I don't know this main issue. Instead of like, you know, going into full negative mind and like being blah, 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 and in being in this spiral where, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And, you know, you just take more breath in, you take more, more, more prana in, you inhale, you exhale, and then you watch the wall, you know, you watch the, this big wall and okay, what's going to be my way through it. What would you say some things um, that you've been able to move through um, since using the technology? Um, well, I've, I've never been very patient <laughs> in terms of personality, naturally. I mean, patient is not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and maybe because, you know, as a manifesting generator, I'm like, you know, I go fast, I can do many things together and, 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 and I was, I realized that actually that um, afterwards that I might not have been always easy as a manager for my teams because it's everybody's not the same and you cannot ask of everyone to have the same kind of energy and dispense and use it the same way. doesn't mean that they are like, uh, they cannot do anything. It's just that they work differently. And actually the technology gave me two things. It gave me more, um, patience in a way that recognizes that the other is you meaning that even though you are different I mean it's still a human being and he has his own process and you your process is not better than his it's just that the way it is so how can we make it work you know together and um and the patience and the neutral mind really like the mastery of the neutral mind and actually gets to one of my favorite meditation is Sodarshan, Sodarshan Chakra Kriya, definitely. Did you want to like, explain that? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a meditation for uh, developing your neutral mind. So the neutral mind is, um, uh, it corresponds to the fourth body of, uh, in yogic technology, we say that there is 10 body. Uh, not only in yogic technology, but to in this lineage, we talk about 10 bodies. And uh, one of them, of course, is the physical body, but we also have mental body and subtle bodies. So um, the third mental body is the fourth body, uh, and it's the neutral mind. And the neutral mind is actually a space where after where the information after going from the second um, from the negative mind or protection mind and then to the projective mind or positive mind gets into that space where we should be taking all our decision meaning that we have taken the input from the mind that is very analytical and it's going to look at all the danger dangers and like issues and flaws of everything which is very important because it's linked to our survival uh, abilities. Um, and then the information go, will go into the projective or positive mind where you will see on the contrary, you will see all the opportunities that can remain in that situation or, or that. And with those two information, when it gets to the neutral mind, the neutral mind will from the place of the heart and compassion and also quietness somehow not so not so loud, uh, will be able to, you should be able to get into that space 
and look at situation with pros and cons somehow, but make your decision not based on that, but based on that connection to your essence. So, so Darshan Chakran Kriya, this practice really gets you into that. And for that, it's, um, you use a, um, your um, a breathing technique that is um, uh, quite, could be a little bit challenging at first, but um, you inhale through the left nostril, then you block your, your breathing, you hold your breath, and you're gonna pump your navel um, uh, on why you recite, you were, why you mentally recite Wahe Guru, and you're gonna recite it, uh, let me not say, um, it's, is it 48, 48 times or 40, uh, because now I do it with a track. So I have to say that I'm not counting anymore, but you, um, so you're gonna pump your navel while you, there is Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru. And then you're gonna block your left nostril and you're gonna exhale through the right. Uh, and you start again, inhaling from your le left nostril, holding, pumping your navel, exhaling through, exhaling through the, exhaling through the right. And um, this is a practice you should do at least 11 minutes and you really get into this super quiet and space that we call Shunya. Uh, which is a space uh, like it's like a, a dimension out of time and space where everything is everything is there. So um, it's not it's a space that is not so much linked to the reality of uh, human human reality somehow. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense what I say, but uh, <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, it's. Um, it's a space where, well, everything is fine. So if, and you, there is no reaction. Today, we are living in a very polarized world for whatever reason. And it's not only about, let's say the most obvious subject about politics or things like that. Uh, everything is very polarized. And even in the wellness uh, world, it's very polarized. Uh, uh, a lot of people are outraged for a lot of reasons um, and also they feel uh, I don't know if you say do you say injunction in English injunction. Um, it means that you it's, it's it's like mandatory like a lot of things feel yeah. mandatory but if you feel because nothing is mandatory um, I mean, nothing is mandatory, but there is a lot of things that seems mandatory and you feel outraged for a lot of reason. Well, if everybody just keep it in the back of their head, the fact that if you feel outraged for whatever reason it is, it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's not, it's above the fact of being right or wrong. 
I mean, you shouldn't be, obviously you shouldn't be like assaulted, like physically assaulted or verbally uh, insulted or anything. That's not normal. However, if you react from a place of outrage, it's not bringing anything. You're just nourishing the same energy and the same vibration. Mm, yes. If you act and not react from a, from a place where you are in shunya, meaning that you're not judging, but however you have your boundaries and you can set your boundaries, doesn't mean that you can accept anything, but also recognize that the other is your and that you know whatever reason that person is vibrating that she has her own issues and that belongs to her and that has nothing to do with you there is so many conflict that will be just so easily disamorced you know like uh, that will not move forward and at the end of the day it's everything that i mean i i'm not i mean guru jagat nariji one says this quite a lot also it's all about energetics um um accounting you know whether what you bring in what what brings your energy what takes your energy mm. and being outraged and reacting takes a lot of energy mm. and your accounting if, depending on how kind of investment if you are like a, a liberal or conservative with your energetics <laughs> <laughs> your you you still need a, a positive balance at the end of the day mm -hmm. to operate so, what, so that's what that's would my mojo. Um, how would you say if someone's brand new to the whole Kundalini, and obviously you know there's infinite knowledge and teachings and understandings, um, mm -hmm. what would you say someone should do to sort of introduce themselves to the practice? Um, well, I would say take a class uh, with uh, any teacher that you have around you. Um, because it's about the experience and that's very important and depending on the teaching I mean you will find a lot of people talking a lot about it and you can read a lot of books and everything but I think it's important to experience it um, because for me one of the key of that teach those teachings is that they are teachings we can talk about it but the best way is just to try it and see how you feel and be really as an explorer or a scientist, you know, looking at yourself and like just being really in the moment in those breathing, in those movement and look at it and see how you feel. Um, and, and just start small, start small. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, on your shoulders. Like, oh, I have to do two hours sadhana every day at 4 a.m. I, I, I personally don't believe that. I believe that um, you should do you. <laughs> and uh, just adding a few things uh, can already makes a lot of difference. And it's not about everybody becoming yoga teachers and becoming, uh, you know, hermits in their growth. And, uh, and, and so I think if you, if you do you, and um, you start adding a few things like uh, a little bit of um, a little bit of cat cow in the morning when you wake up, um, uh, you know, 
five minutes here, five minutes there of like one of the things that you tried and that you felt like was really effective for you. And I don't think that what is effective for me would be, I mean, of course, there is certain practice that we're talking like Satkriya is good for everyone. Mm -hmm. However, does it mean that it's the first thing that everyone should do? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And, And how long have you been practicing for? Um, I've been practicing for four years now. Okay. So I'm quite new somehow (laughs) compared to others, to some other people. But, um, as I say, I mean, I started, like I took one class and then I maybe, uh, after a month I was taking three, four classes a week already. And then, um, and, uh, and, and was practicing quite intensely. And even when I was in my corporate job and traveling around, I was always looking where there was Kundalini classes and I would go before my job, before my day starts, I would go and take classes everywhere with different mm-hmm. teachers and stuff, which was really cool. Actually, I really liked that. It was fun. Amazing. Four years in. Yep. I find um, like my journey of being introduced. It was like, for some reason, there was this one Guru Jagat video that always come up on my YouTube and I, yeah. like, I kept avoiding it for some reason. And then one day I decided to watch it and I was like, oh, (laughs) and then I just consumed everything and started going really hard (laughs) because it was like, I was looking for a yoga that was beyond just like, we're going to relax. I needed something that was like esoteric, but also very scientific. And it sort of met all of the criteria of a yoga that I, that I wanted Yeah, with its depth. So (laughs) definitely. One of the reasons I did my teacher training with Guru Jagat, and one of the reasons I did because in France we have there is a lot of teacher trainings. Huh? You, I could have done it here and uh, and in French and uh, and and everything. But um, there is something that I liked and then I relate towards the energy of uh, of Rama and and Guru Jagat and and Ariji One and I and Tej and I took classes with Tej actually when I was traveling through the U.S. for for my job. And I really liked it. Uh, it was really cool. And um, and so is that they are, there is something that I like uh, and that I relate, maybe because it's my Brazilian side, I don't know, uh, my South American side that relates to that. But I like that we are doing things very seriously, but not taking ourselves too seriously. I was literally just about to say that. I lo- Yeah, I love the humor, but the, yeah. yeah the- seriousness around the practice yeah so i would not some people because sometimes in france in france even like oh you do it you did it with rama oh it's like uh like it's not serious it's like well it's very serious but we are not taking ourselves seriously that's the difference (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) and Um, um and i I think it's important it also helps you know to stay humble mm, yes for sure um hmm. so what sort of i know we sort of talked briefly about this before we started the podcast but what sort of um projects and stuff that you're um working on oh so i'm working i'm se- i'm working on uh, setting up a program um because one of my one of the things that I get excited about and everything is to work on the questions around creativity, 
meaning creativity for me means different things and uh, it means one thing but there is so many facets it's like a you know like a disco ball creativity um and um of course uh, uh so i i started those workshop called trouver savoir which means find your path um and uh And it's through different, I, those workshops explore the um, kind of decomplexify the idea of like, oh, I cannot sing because I'm not a singer. I cannot draw because I'm not a, an artist or a painter. I cannot dance because I'm not a dancer. Um, so it's, I, I co-host those workshops with someone that it's not specifically from the Kundalini scene and from the yoga scene. One of them is an is a singer, is an artist singer. The other one is a painter, and uh, and dancing. Actually, I'm 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 hosting alone. But um, so I'm gonna I'm working on this program uh, that will be like a a, um, a three months program uh, to come and explore those aspects of your life because by liberating these aspects of creativity first of all you connect through a lot of joy and i think joy is also um a reservoir of energy that is tremendous and it brings you a lot of like you know um th thrive you say thrive yes yeah um uh, to go through whatever you need to go and their creativity um it in it infuse in everything in what you do And it gets to the, our starting point earlier, meaning that finding solution to whatever you're facing or, oh, let's, oh, my fridge is almost empty. I have those two, three things. What I'm going to do, ah, I'm going to make something super exciting to, to have dinner with, even though I thought I could not, you know, it, and, and it's just so stimulating and so rewarding, you know, and also it's something that you go and get within. And you're not looking for outside, which I also think is very important. Yes. Yes, especially during um, these times where there's extra compression on the system, um, yeah. you know, all sort of different bodies. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, and globally, like, let's say the general system everybody has a function so if it's not predefined in your function you have to go and get it from outside obviously there is some resource that you need to get out from outside there is so many resource we are very resourceful as an inv a human individual and there is so many things that we need to reconnect to or you know to to our capacity of like doing so many things doesn't mean that you don't ask for help or you don't you don't you know you don't you just become a loner it's just uh, i think it's important to it also helps reconnecting to your power and to your worth and then you can you know you can obviously ask for help and help others so in your program obviously your program is going to be online Yes, it's going to be online. Uh, ideally, there will be also a monthly meeting wherever, whenever we will be able to do so. <laughs> um, and uh, meanwhile, it's, we have the workshops online, uh, the classes that I'm teaching are also online. 
and um, and I I'm hosting a journey around awakening the creative fire on Instagram Live. Uh, so it's for free every day mm. uh, at 6 p.m. CET, so Paris time. Um, and uh, and yeah, great. Voilà. <laughs> um, is there anything? else you would like to share with the audience um yeah well i would say that i would uh, to resume i would say um the exploration of your own creativity is definitely linked to your worth and your self-worth and to the self-love which is so important um uh as a human being for many different reasons, um, I would say, depending on where you grow and everything, if you have the chance to go in the family, that but depending, I mean, the, it's not specifically always based like um, the awareness of how important it is to get connected to your own value. Uh, and we all have value. Um, so, um, I would say trust yourself, um, listen to not your uh, scary voice, not your super optimistic voice, but uh, to your calm and poised voice. Um, and, um, and don't be afraid to shine, uh, to show your light um, to the world because the world need people showing their light. Well, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the way things are moving, um, sort of coming out of our shell and being seen more online, is going to be really important and sort of going yeah. over those, um, those barriers of being seen in that way will have to be dismantled because everyone needs someone. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. Well, and thank you so much, Maria, for, offer, for offering this interview. It was um, a lovely to connect with you. I love what you do. And uh, I love what you do because uh, you're exactly the, what I'm, I'm, the kind of leader that, I, you know, I want to see rise everywhere around the world because um, it's very, it's very serious job, but it's done in such a lovely, fun and light way, which is, you know, why should we always be, I'm saying this much more for like, even though I don't know if you will have French audience, but like in France, people take themselves so seriously. <laughs> we are so much in our minds. We are very in our minds, very much. And so if we laugh too much, it's like, ooh, that's not serious. So um, I love the contrast and um, being a, a child of uh, a mixed child of uh, the fun Brazilian ta -ta 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 side and the French very thoughtful, mind, mindful. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate um, to see uh, to see all these serious subject approach in a, such a free and beautiful way. Mm. So thank you so much for your work, Maria. Thank you. Um, yeah, just a note. I remember when I first saw your jacket and she was like a 
a, like a recognition of me of like I am very dedicated to the thing but I'm I also understand that humor and she was like the she was a an embodiment of permission to bring that in yeah yeah all right well thank you very much and thank you yeah we'll talk again soon yes thank you so much